Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon, St. Louis DGS on KMOX. Just like one of those days we should be off. Kind of. A little bit. I'll make everything better. I brought treats. Oh, you got Ludens. Yeah, Ludens. Yeah. Take a couple passes. Take one. Luden's cough drop, which is not really. No, it's got. Uh, what's the special ingredient? Pectur- Pectur- pectorin. Pec- pectoral. Pectoral. It's a medicine. What the hell pectorin. is that, Amy? Who knows? What are you doing? She's sneezing. You know what I think it is? I think she's got COVID. Oh, my God. Oh. I well, don't have COVID. Take two Ludens. <laughs> Give me a second COVID Luden, please. You've been Thank sneezing you. all day. No, I haven't. I yes, sneezed twice. Yes, you have. Twice. He kind of sneezed like an elephant there. Yeah, she does. You yeah. are sensitive. Ronji is sensitive to sneezes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I sneeze well, in the office, he because, freaks out. Well, because when you do it, it's like twelve in a row, and you do it twelve days in a row. I'm a, I'm like a, I'm a scream sneezer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, it's very. Mine's loud pretty loud too. And aggressive. When I sneeze, I say the word sneeze. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, don't I? Like it's yeah. it's pretty like it's really? yeah. Like had they included a sneeze in the Voyager, uh, mm-hmm. they yeah. would have just included mine. It's like That's, a textbook example. Yeah. Sometimes wow. I burp. I say the word burp when I burp. Okay. <laughs> I, or do you say bilge? My daughter Phoebe no, has my least favorite sneeze. Uh, because I think at some point as a kid, she was embarrassed to sneeze, so she, and here's how she sneezes. Oh, I hate that. She holds oh, it in. The yeah. in. I hate the hold in. Oh. Yeah. You're no. not supposed, do not hold in it your sneeze. It's like very bad eyeballs. for your sinuses. I know. My eyeballs are going to pop out of my head. So bad. Tried oh. everything. She's oh. like, it's, it's, it's what I do now, so. This guy I used to work with was the uh, morning show producer, and he had this host who was just a, just an absolute weirdo. Everybody hated him. And he would, in the morning, call Matt, the producer, and tell him all the things that he wanted and leave a voicemail. And this guy has a sneezing fit in the middle of it. And I wish that we still had the audio because he's like, yeah, Matt, I need you to. (laughs) And he just kept going with it. Those are what his sneezes sounded like. And there were like 12 of them. And he just left it in. He's like, all right, call. I'll see you later. Like, why would you leave that? Hang up and start over. It's so bad. Very, very funny, though. Does it bother you? It bothers me when people come to work sick. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very much. Yeah. Especially in our job now, mm. you can do this from home. It's 
It's I, a little more challenging, but last, you could still do it. My last boss, I don't know, maybe he fancied himself a Navy SEAL, but he always, <laughs> he did. he's like, oh, this one guy comes in, he'll throw up in a wastebasket, no, but he's not going to. No. I'm like, yeah, what a jerk. No, don't do that. It's don't, so selfish. Don't throw up in wastebaskets in an almost airtight room yeah. with other people. And to that point, people, oh, well, it's not COVID. That's fine. I don't want the flu either. Yeah. Like, I don't want, I don't want a any, cold. I don't want a cold. I don't want the flu. I don't want a stomach bug, and I don't want COVID. Stay home. If yeah. you have the kind of job where you can do it from home for a day or two, then do it. There are a lot of people who can't, I guess, you know, gig workers or whatever. But mm. I don't know. Like for us, we've proven over the last few years that it's doable. You can do a show apart in different rooms. It's tougher, but you could do it. Don't go to work sick. You don't need to. Didn't the Ludens used to come in a little box yep. unwrapped? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm just making sure I'm not crazy. Yep. Um... And then there was Dr. Smith's? No, Smith Brothers. I don't know if I know that one. Yeah, if you Google it, you'll recognize it. They were sort of the the diet right of uh, candy, cherry, cough drops. Yep, I recognize them. Yep. Yeah. Kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Smith you know. Brothers. Hmm. I do not recognize these. I don't trust these Smith Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I was just laughing about, I had Andrew turn off the Drew Barrymore show. And so we've been in here, I don't know, I I guess I've noticed Drew for about a year that, you know, she was always on the TV. And it started out like, oh my God, wow, she's from my childhood. She's so pretty. Isn't she pretty? Gosh, she's so pretty. Look at her. She's going to be, she's going to do great things. And then it was like, gosh, she's kind of like a cartoon character, isn't she? She just never stops moving. And oh, she's so over the top with everything. Then she crossed the picket lines. And now when she pops up, it's like the devil's on our television. Yeah, she's like a villain. Get that scab off my screen. (laughs) We literally turn it off. That show is a a, a fever dream. I'm it telling you, it's like the Eric Andre show, but for real. Yeah, it is like a it's like a joke that no one else is in on, but it's also not a joke. For as long as I've been cognizant, uh, the media has thought that people who are at home during the day are complete losers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's all, every commercial is. Uh, have you been personally injured? Hey, loser, have you been personally <laughs> yeah. injured? Yeah. Look, I I got a I got a check. Here's what a check sounds like, because you're too stupid to know what a check is. I doubt you have a bank account because you're a loser, but maybe your legs got cut off. And you definitely don't have term life insurance. Definitely not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just so, there are a lot of people at home, especially now, who are not stupid and losers, but it's like, here you go, here's Donnie Marie from 1974. But the programmers and the ad sellers must be right. Because we would have pivoted by now if they figured out a different formula, wouldn't they? I don't know. That must be who is watching. Yeah. Jeez, ouch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay, Ron. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been it's you been be like this. During, you could be at home during the day and not be a loser. <laughs> you worked nights. But the TV execs don't think so. You worked nights. Like, you would do uh, ball games and things like that. You well, might have been baseball home. Well, that's games a bad wrong. example. He is a loser. Yeah. I remember as a kid when I would fake being sick, which was like three times a week, and <laughs> mornings were fine, you know, little rascals, cartoons and such. Uh, mid-mornings, you had, like, prices right. You can survive mm-hmm. that. Then it was a wasteland. Between, like, noon and three, it was just days of our lives. And You know what? You know what show I loved, though? That was the original Ellen DeGeneres show, like, before Ellen, and that was the Rosie O'Donnell show before she got weird. 
She, I loved that show. Really? I loved the original. When she would shoot koosh balls yeah, into the that. crowd. I don't remember before she was weird. Yeah, because she got, like, mad. She's just angry all the time and mm-hmm. weird. But before that, she was, like, the first Ellen, that mid-show, our midday show where she interacted a lot with the audience, was pretty jokey. I loved that show. Loved it. I don't think I ever watched it. Well, too late now. Yeah, it is too late. It's a shame. Ooh. Uh, every time I go to the store, I have a story. I have Let's another one from today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran by today because I don't, it's closed tomorrow, right? And I didn't want to go tonight because it'll be even worse. But not only were there no good parking spaces at the grocery store, there were no parking spaces. It was like Christmas Eve. And so driving around, driving around, I finally found one like all the way in the back. No sweat, no problem. I was just picking up a prescription. Thank God. I didn't have to get in line for anything. But then when I'm walking back out, there is a woman parking her car in the uh, disabled. And there's a guy in a truck with a disabled sticker. And they're obviously arguing. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I'm nosy. So Mm -hmm. I'm, like, pretending to tie my shoe and stuff, you know. And so what it turned out appears to be is that this was this woman's mother's car who is disabled. But she herself is not. And the guy is yelling at her like, so you don't look disabled. And she said, well, I have anxiety. Oh. And he was like, well, I can't walk very well. So (laughs) I don't think your anxiety is going to, you know, trouble you to be five spaces down. And then she said, it's my mom. She's disabled. He said, is your mom with you? And she said, no. And then she said, the uh, the sticker follows the car, not the person. Oh my god! And at this point, I'm just I just wanted to walk oh, up and start good. mediating this thing. Oh, that's good. Oh my gosh! And that's awesome. he, this guy's getting pister and pister, and he, he was like, "Look, I have trouble walking. There's no other spaces. This this is really offensive to me." And she's like, "Hey." I didn't make up the law. The law is that the sticker follows the car, and she just walks She's had in. this fight before. Wow. Right. You don't have a line that like means. that unless you've done this as a calculated Yeah, she's move. got, like, the statute in her wallet. She's like, look. <laughs> oh, that makes <laughs> me so mad. Oh, wow. like, Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Can I tell you, every time I go to the store for the last month or more, I think of you, Dave, because I use the self-checkout, and every time I go, you know, I, I'm going to bring Dave here. I, I, he could totally do this. You would figure this out. The the store I go to just insulted. Didn't you see this? No. Yeah. Hmm? Walmart, Costco, a couple other big ones are completely doing away with it. Because of theft? No. Uh, theft, uh, too many mistakes, and the big thing that they said, which is probably just a, trying to be a warm fuzzy, but they said... Uh, we miss the mm-hmm. customer to uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah sure mm-hmm. um, the the store I go to just like two weeks ago installed them mm. and it's been a godsend because they never have the, the entire time I've gone to the store they have never employed enough people to to run the checkouts so you're talking lines forever yeah and this has just made everything so much better so I, I like it. And I would keep using it, I guess. But yeah, I, I, I understand that out. you're taking away somebody's job, potentially, but... I, I I haven't really noticed... I mean, they still have people... They still have manned checkout lanes, and you, you have, have the to have option some. of whether... Right. 
well, I just really I like those self-checks. They're so fast, and you don't have to wait in a big, long line usually. And at least at Target and Brentwood, they're not taking away someone's job because there is a giant store. It's very busy, and sometimes there is like one lane open with Ugh. a checker. And I see 10 other lanes, and I'm thinking, we could hire more people if they mm. could. I don't think Target's mm-hmm. hurting. I think it's just an ability to find workers. It reminds me of the Cardinals. Um, and I could be wrong on both these things, but I feel like grocery stores are going to underemploy mm-hmm. and hope for the best and hope that when it gets busy, they'll have enough people there. But if not, eh, you're just going to have to wait. And I feel that way about the Cardinals, Ronj. I feel <laughs> like the Cardinals, uh, I know that they don't spend the least amount of money in the league, but they don't spend a ton. And I think that they depend on getting lucky and being the Cardinals and Cardinals luck and Cardinals nation and everyone loves us, but I'm tired of that. And I wish they would open up the checkbook and get really good players. They have had high payrolls, like top 10 payrolls, even recently. Now they're not. They have been always, um, there's a lot of merit to what you're saying. I, I think that they have a, it's worked for them. The way they've done it for 20 something years worked. And now it's not working as well as it used to work. So they're going to have to pivot. They've always been uncomfortable with contracts that are more than five years and, you know, hundred plus million or $200 million. They've done it, but they're just, they're not comfortable with it. Here's the thing. And again, I'm talking out my butt. They seem very conservative in every sense of the word, which is fine until that approach no longer works because you're not in a conservative business. People, I don't think there are that many fans who are like, well, we didn't do very well, but economically, I'm sure the team did very well. No, fans want to win. Fans want to see a winning team. They want to see home runs. They want to see stars. And I don't think they really care that much how much you're spending or making. Teams are, some of them, most of them, I would say, are worried about turning into what the Padres did this last year where they have all this money invested and it didn't work out. But I would say that that's a blip and they're probably very easily going to come right back and they'll be good again, I think, this year. Mike Schilt's going to be the manager of this team, by the mm. way. Um, I think they'll be fine. I, I would like rather he got a raw deal. I hope he. I hope he lands well. Yeah, I don't know all the inside stuff. What happened? Um, but clearly, there was some philosophical. Never getting Cardinals tickets again, am I? Oh, <laughs> well. You are Steve trouble, can say they're for somebody else. <laughs> if you're having trouble picturing Mike Schilt, picture Mister Slate, Fred Flintstone's boss. Dead ringer. They look exactly the same. It's the weirdest thing. But here's my thing, just quickly. What I would say about putting a team together, the Cardinals should not take any options off the table. The moment you say, well, we're going to, we're going to spend, but not that we're going to trade, but not for these guys. Mm -hmm. The moment you do that, I think it limits how good you can get and how quickly. 122 DGS. Happy Wednesday to you. Thanksgiving Eve. Um, This is just really kind of breaking. Just want to make sure that you're aware of it. Uh, The Rainbow Bridge, which is a border crossing between the U.S. and Canada near near Niagara Falls. Evidently, there was a truck or a van that the authorities had some sort of interest in or suspicion of. And it's sort of like McDonald's. Hey, will you pull up to uh, the parking lot number one and we'll bring you your food? They ask him to go to a second spot for a more intense search and the vehicle blew up. 
And so, uh, obviously, that's not supposed to happen, and they're not sure if it was an accident on purpose, if it was targeted, if it was terror, if it was U.S., if it was Canada. So it's breaking right now. We'll we'll let you know as soon as uh, there's anything going on. And Alexis McAdams with Fox News says that she has been told by high-level police sources that the car was full of explosives and both men died inside. It wasn't an, an attempted terrorist attack. I wonder which way they were coming. NBC said that it was a vehicle vehicle entering the U.S. from Canada, officials say. That's according to NBC News. Okay. Entering the U.S. from Canada. Well, good outcome. They died. No one else did. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully that's, we can figure out where they were heading. Hey, you know, that's why uh, when we talk about, uh, you know, weapons and people get worked up about it. Uh, when the argument against any sort of gun law is, well, if, if they'll find some, if they want to kill, they'll find some way to kill. They'll make a bomb. And my argument is always, well, fine, make them make a bomb because then that's what happens. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it right and they blew themselves up on the way mm-hmm. and nobody else gets hurt, right? So I'd be really curious after the investigation to see what happened here, but this is not great. Yeah. And hopefully there's, there are no more incidents, like it's some sort of a coordinated kind of thing. Well, they, I, they have been warning us that, that some lone wolf stuff could happen here. Yeah, and, and I know security, just because of all of the different world events going on, I know security has been increased in many major cities, and especially New York has increased security across the city. Obviously, this was the Rainbow Bridge, something different. But my guess is, I mean, that a lot of these entry points would have also already had increase security whenever yeah. world events get extra tumultuous um you have to be vigilant yep um i don't mean this to be flippant it's just the next story up on my sheet um holland oats yeah mm-hmm. we're talking about yeah. this yeah so uh holland oats they're fighting and uh hall took out a restraining order against oats which sounds like a bad stand-up <laughs> joke from 1985 <laughs> But uh, yeah, they're they're not talking anymore. They were on the Bill Maher podcast, or not they? I think uh, Hall. Hall was. Hall was, and he was disparaging about Oates as he's like he's not my creative partner. Yeah, he's my like, business partner. Like a year ago, he was like, he, "You think we're partners? We're not even friends. We don't even talk to each other. We're just business partners." And he took all the credit for your kiss on mm-hmm. the list, whatever that song is. He he it's, took credit for that. It's such a bad look. <laughs> oh yeah, because like. Dude, we have eyes. We get it. You sang everything, and he had a mustache. Like we, we <laughs> they, they, I'm sure there is some Oates acolytes out there, sycophants who are like Daryl Hall sucks. But yeah, no one's like Daryl Hall doesn't deserve any credit. Like, I think Daryl Hall's very talented. I love their music. Uh, I love his show, uh, mm-hmm. Live at Daryl's House, whatever it's called. But he's always been an ass. I remember back in when he was more relevant. He was doing this whole like it is a travesty that I'm not discussed in the top three vocalists mm. of all time, and <laughs> get someone else to say that about you. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Applebee's execs trying to figure out if they're going to continue using their music in the commercials after this kerfuffle. Good to be out, right? <laughs> I mean, you get half the money and play rhythm guitar and have a mustache. Yeah, <laughs> but if but if all you want is to be loved and to be friends yeah, with your, your best friend is talking yeah. crap on yeah, you. Yeah, that's a great point. Someone tells me they weren't best friends. <laughs> you just want Daryl's respect and Daryl's... I think Daryl tells you that. <laughs> <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel had a contentious thing going, yeah. didn't they? Did Same they? kind of thing. Yeah, it's right. sad. Did is Garfunkel there... sing? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, oh. Like an angel. 
Has there? Yeah, he's, he's arguably better, better than Paul. Than Paul wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any like duo, like uh, music duo, like that, where it's like an equal, like you, like it's not like Simon and Garfunkel, where it's like, well, everybody loves Simon, nobody really cares about Garfunkel. Millie like, and Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> It's a I good like question. Yeah, I can't think of any that are like any where no one's like this one's obviously. I mean, Lynn and McCartney one. were a duo within a foursome, but I feel like they are about as even as it gets. Mm-hmm. And they were really smart to decide that it was Lennon McCartney, whoever wrote the song. They both got credit mm-hmm. and they both made the money. Do you think without George and Ringo, if it was just Lennon and McCartney, do you think they'd still be looked at kind of like as equals? Or do you think because Paul sang Seems like the majority of songs. I don't think any of them are stars without the Beatles. And I don't think the Beatles are the Beatles without Ringo. I've always said that. Mm. That at that time when they came in, when it was brand new and new and no one knew what was going on, uh, hugely talented. Lyndon McCartney, obviously the front men, but Ringo is the one that captured like my dad's imagination. Like a 40-year-old mm. guy in the 60s who's like, what the hell is this? There's a woman with a big nose, you know, and like <laughs> I just think without him and that joke and that name and the yeah. whole persona that they just get passed mm-hmm. over. <laughs> I got, I got takes nose. today. Yeah, that's I got a good takes. one. I like it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 133 DGS, uh, top of the hour, we have the priest and the rabbi coming in. Uh, George May, he's going to be here a little bit later. Kind of a Friday for us since it is Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve. Big plans, anybody? I think we have pretty big, like, family plans, friends giving tonight, family tomorrow, some friends tomorrow, and then uh, Kansas City for Mason Jar's family on Friday. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Friends, what's that like? Amy says I have to go out for Thanksgiving tonight. So <laughs> she did say that. I hear multiple okay, times. I didn't say you had to. I just said you are, aren't you? Well, and I have just, to now. He just does that wink. It's like you're accusing me of it, so I guess I have to. Guess Man. I got to do it. He loves Thanksgiving. What are you gonna wear? Mm, nothing. Almost. Oh my gosh. You won't be able to see it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? I don't even I don't know, know what that means. I don't either. No one does. Not no, even. That's... Not even Chris. Yeah, I have no idea what I just said. 
Uh, I'm planning on watching Oppenheimer tonight. Nice. Mm -hmm. Are you going to it? Because I think it went back to IMAX for a little bit. No, I bought it. I bought it on Amazon. Oh, oh like 19 bucks or yep. whatever? Yep. So we'll see how long I last. You got a good uh, sound system, a good... No, I have a good TV, but I don't have like a separate bar. Yeah. I had one of those and it never worked. And so I just got tired of it and I just, you know. I think those sound bars were a lie. Just yeah. in oh, general. I, I don't know. I got I one that's mine. really good. I, I love, love it. Mine. I've had yeah. it for... Really? Like a it's a little now. loud. It ruined me. It ruined me for regular TV yeah. speakers. You it, can't. It, it bothers. Yeah. I, I've like convinced other people to get them because it bothers me when I go over to their house, like my parents and a couple of my friends. <laughs> okay. And it's like, oh, let's accommodate you. Because I'm just, like, I'm just like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Get on the right level. Come I found on. a good one that that has the base uh, instead of the subwoofer. It's all in the one sound bar. Uh -huh. It sounds great. Oh, just yeah. One yeah. It's woofer? really good. I'm just picturing Andrew like walking into my apartment and being like, "Oh, I didn't realize you were poor." Oh, you I didn't realize yeah. <laughs> your setup is trash. I had no idea. Uh, speaking of movies, right? You had never seen Die Hard before. I had never seen it, and then it became a thing where I was like, "I kind of don't want to see it," because everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Die Hard, the greatest <laughs> movie of all time." Have you been lying about it on the Sweet Sixteen? Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought I knew enough about it to, you know, yep. know whether or not I was going to vote it forward. We all, we all do that. We all do it. We yeah. all do that. I mean, maybe I had seen, I've definitely seen clips and stuff, but anyway, sat down and actually watched it the other night and I just thought it was interesting. Movies today, anytime it's an action movie, Chris Pratt gets like the most ripped anyone's ever gotten and it's like I'm just a normal guy but this is what my body looks like for some reason Bruce Willis just pretty much looked like a normal dude like he was yeah. definitely buff and he looked good but he wasn't like over the top and now I just feel like uh, we don't see that anymore. It was kind of nice. Just like a the regular 80s, guy? Bring just back like, the regular guy. No, you know, yeah. Bring back the dad bod. Do you know when you see it? When it's the older guy action movie like Denzel mm -hmm. The Equalizer or uh, Liam Neeson. That's when you see it. What's crazy is we're calling them regular guys. We You probably put them in a room with non-actors, and they're the fittest oh, yeah. people oh, there. He was still extremely yeah. fit, for sure, but he was just more, like, realistic-looking yeah. than action stars of today. And I just thought, hmm, that's, we've kind of, we've just kind of lost that in movies in general. Everything <laughs> is just taken to the upteenth degree of, like, yeah. push it, push it, push it to the absolute max. Do you max. think that it is anywhere near for females, or are females still expected to be... Scarlett Johansson, mm -hmm. after a year of starving herself and working out, and that's a normal person. Yeah. yeah. Definitely for action movies. I mean, they're never going to cast just like a normal-looking you know, lady. What I really think, and, and I'm just shooting from the hip here. Uh, it seems like in movies the past 20 years, you're for females at least, you're either gorgeous and that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, she's gorgeous. Or you're not attractive, and that's the thing. You know, like that's part of the story is that this woman's not attractive. But as far as just straight down the middle, normal looking people, not a lot. Yeah. Other you, than just people who happen to be like, oh, there's Betsy. She lives next door. But mm -hmm. as far as like doing an actual movie, carrying a movie, we kind of demand you be an extreme. I get what you're saying. And, you know, you have to think that there's probably plenty of just regular looking actors out there who could do an amazing job. We just want to go with yeah. who we want to see on screen. So, yeah. And we're and it's like with, even with actresses, with how fit and thin or tall or, or leggy or whatever it is, you, they're, they're all so incredibly 
and unrealistically beautiful, so unusual. It's it's almost like watching the Olympics, where you start looking at a gymnast who's in the Olympics and think, oh, she's not very good. That was not a great beam routine. <laughs> I could, yes. yeah, do I the handlebars better and, than and that. And you just you have no perspective. It's all gone. It, you put you know regular people next to all of these actresses, and they're probably they don't even look human anymore. I always think about that when like shows like Chicago Fire and Chicago PD and everybody's beautiful. Yeah. Because listen, we love the firefighters and the police, but eh, you're not all lookers like that, right? There was a show. Did you guys watch Mad Men? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I always thought when I was watching it that aside from John Han, who was really handsome, and uh, Christina Hendricks, that everybody was kind of ordinary. I agree. Yeah. And I I thought that that. was really interesting how they did that. They didn't go find the most beautiful people to put in the show. And guess how popular it was? Mm -hmm. It was like the most popular Mm -hmm. thing on TV. So you it you don't have to have supremely beautiful people to to sell it. You just have to have good writing. That's a good point. I mean like look at the office. It's not like they I mean there's pretty normal looking people on the office and that's like the most popular show ever. Uh, it's funny you, you brought Die Hard, Die Hard up. Nick's in your position. He's never seen it. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm kind of afraid to. Like, it's been built up so much that I'd rather just kind of assume it's really good than watch it and find out it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's not that good, you know? Well, the, Like, it's fine. It's a good movie, but it's not, like, a life-changing movie. I thought it was pretty good. And I always, you know, it comes up this time of year because people are like, Die Hard is totally a Christmas movie. Oh, and then boy. other people argue about it. And I'm watching it going like, well, of course it's a Christmas movie. It takes place at Christmas and it's all about like getting the thing done in time for Christmas. I'm not having this argument. I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to argue about it. I just think oh, it's obvious. Oh, really? What it the... sounds like you do. Yeah, she brought sounds it up. Like both you. <laughs> Chris has terrible opinions. Wow. I've discovered today that Andrew is... Um, either 100% right or 100% wrong, and there's very little gray area with him. And I'll do you one better. He rarely knows which it is. Right? <laughs> well, I always think it's 100% right, so... Yeah. No, that's not true. You, you've admitted many times that you'll just say something. A couple of times I have... If shot... by a couple you mean thousand, yes. I have, I have taken an educated shot from the hip, and now there are many times he'll be like uh, 100% sure mollusks are mammals. And then you're like, that's not even close. He's like, I didn't think so. <laughs> the most sure you've ever been is talking about endometriosis. Yeah, because I was right. What was this? Do we want to have I this again? No, as a I don't, know. No, okay. I don't even know what it was. All I know is that no, he context... was so certain and everyone was questioning him about it. Yeah, and then I was right. And you still bring it up, which is super weird. Because well, you're I always did. like, oh, yeah, like you knew about endometriosis. And <laughs> I was like, because so... I did know about you that, You did, but you said it in a very okay, professorial. Was it that you knew what it was or you knew you knew like details? I knew what it was and I knew some details because it's it's an issue that a loved one I have suffers from. I don't know why you're laughing at me about this. It kind of makes just... me mad if I'm being honest. <laughs> oh, we can not tell it. that you're getting <laughs> Andrew's like yelling like, you know what? You can't tell, but you're actually <laughs> well, me a I'm little upset not here. perceptive enough to tell how really angry I am. Asking these two to knock it off, I guess, is what I'm asking, and they're not, so. 
I'm only laughing because Ron is laughing. I don't oh. even know what's yeah, going okay. on. Yeah, okay. No, go for it. <laughs> the confidence, man. Mm-hmm. No, I these, love it. These two, they, they have the thing. They, they're I like, know they do. It's like having a, a junior high basketball team. <laughs> I know. But they're the two in the back who are like blowing it up. And I stuff, know. Dude. I know. I'm in the wrong for getting upset by it yeah. because they they are a force of nature. Look, they are. They find terrible diseases in your loved ones. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. think it's awesome. Amy and me? Yeah. You. Well, I don't think it's hilarious. See, he hasn't even been listening. So that's <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't listen. No, I'm just making sure you that's weren't talking about like, the two wait, of us. What are you talking we're, about? You're too busy doing the secret sure Masonic just, handshake yeah. over there. Yeah. I just want to be clear that we're talking about Amy and me. That's it. Who did you think we were talking you about? You never know. When you guys, when we go to get on the <laughs> what air, what are you talking about? You guys are still, you guys are still chit chatting, mischievous yeah. for no reason. While the mics are going on, it is so hard not to like snap at you and be like, pay attention. Okay. Class is starting. <laughs> I have to remind you on a daily basis that you're not on our show. You always ask me he questions. He turns around and he goes, he puts his fingers together and he goes, can I offer you some very uh, unsolicited advice? And when I don't, you whip your chair around and go, Andrew, what do you think about this? And I say, I don't care what Andrew <laughs> thinks, but I have to hear it. Isn't that weird? Like I don't, I, I'm not gonna take his advice at all. Dave, but I want to hear what it is. It's like it's like someone saying, "Guess what's in my pocket?" Yeah, like I, I don't want it, but I want to know what it is. Yeah, it's not gonna be interesting. But if I walk away without knowing, is it rocks? What do you have? Ludens. I had my Ludens. It was fantastic. Every time we get into this argument, which is pretty often, I'm always struck by like this double life that Andrew is living with Chris and Amy. It has to be exhausting. It's tiring. Oh, he's on our show. He's he's our friend. And then it's like, he's got a whole other thing going on. It really was. It was like a movie where someone (laughs) finds out someone's cheating. When Rach and I were downstairs getting coffee... And they're like, oh, Andrew was down here earlier with yeah, Chris and Yeah, our good friend Todd. And, and I, I said, like, should we bring something for Andrew? Like, he doesn't even know who, he doesn't know who Andrew is. Like, Mm-mm. should we bring something for Andrew? And he's like, oh, he was down here earlier with Chris. Chris bought him one. I was like, what? What? How long has this been going well, on? Yeah. Dad, he's like, oh, he's down here almost every day. Daddy had it that day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's calling him daddy. It's... Yeah, Andrew. It's let me see your phone. Whenever you uncover that, what's your yeah. passcode? Let me let me look at your phone. It's just that Andrew, <laughs> let me go through your text. <laughs> Here's the thing: I may remind Andrew he's not on our show, but I also forget that he's not on our show. Yeah. That's how much of a part of our show he is. Sometimes we could use him. <laughs> hmm. It's a complicated group therapy today. <laughs> yeah, so a weird sure. one, man. Well, I'm we sorry. We love him. We love him so much, and he's a big part of our mornings. I'm sorry, Dave. Why are you apologizing to me? It's not our fault. I, it's not I, our feel fault. Like, I feel like I started a weird thing. I feel no. like I did by bringing up Die Hard and somehow like devolved <laughs> into this. It's not your fault, Rachel. I can never tell when Dave's mad at us. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it that way. He's not mad. 149 DGS on KMOX. Pretty day out there. Oh, yeah. Um, I obviously think QAnon is ridiculous it's stupid it's for stupid people uh but they finally came up with something that's making me look twice you know the whole jfk jr still alive thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) have you ever looked at a picture of him Mm -hmm. next to mike lindell Mm -hmm. the new QAnon thing is mike lindell he was hiding in plain sight the my pillow guy is jfk jr 
one of the most handsome men to ever grace the planet. Did Mike Lindell start turned this rumor? into Mike Lindell. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I think Mike Lindell started this rumor. I think. I think this one's got legs. Guys. I know. I, I kind of see it. You know, they both have the brown hair. Yep. I'm also um, I'm also seeing that Keith Richards may be JFK Jr. <laughs> um, because they're uh, both thin and white, I guess. Okay. okay. How many this people are so dreading dumb. tomorrow because um, of stupid political conversations over Thanksgiving? Well, I saw a study that sh- shows a lot of people in Generation Z are straight up avoiding Thanksgiving dinner because they don't want to talk about politics. Wow. Mm. So, which I question, you know, is that healthy to avoid It only takes one person. Mm-hmm. It only takes one uncle mm-hmm. to, to set be, it off. To be like, hey, Phoebe, how's college? You uh-huh, know, liberal uh-huh. little snowflake, yeah, you know, right, like, yeah, right. and yeah. then it's just, it's all open. I mean, the right thing to do is go to your family's Thanksgiving, but also the right thing to do is just to agree. You're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Let's, it's not we, that hard. Can we please just not, but it's it seems to be so hard. It shouldn't be. I've There's been, no reason for it. I will be in a family situation tomorrow, most likely, where that stuff will get brought up, mm-hmm. and I will be on the on the disagreeing end of it, you know, relative to everybody else. I don't feel like we've ever really had political discussions in, but do you have, in ours. Do you have any... I don't have any crazy political beliefs in my family. Like, I won't be interacting with anyone, even if it, politics did come up. I think we're all pretty like, yep. We That's have crazy. <laughs> we have varying opinions, but I don't think I have anybody in, in the family that that we have, uh, you know, parties with. Mm-hmm. It's not really anybody who's out there. One part of the people I will see have QAnon, we'll say, style wow. really? beliefs. Yeah, really. And so they will, and they know how I feel about stuff. So they will like kind of needle me a little bit right. and try and get the reaction. But generally, I just try to like. What it's if like you, a fun way to spend the holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah not really. But. Enjoy. <laughs> well, if they're QAnon, you could say, listen, I kind of believe the Mike Lindell JFK thing. I should bring this up. You this should bring it idea. up. We'll but should it, get on common ground. Should it really be that difficult if you have a family, larger family, whatever, and you have so many varying opinions? Should it really be that tough to establish a ground rule ahead of time that you're not doing it? But just, just don't bring anything up. Why is that hard? Because some people don't agree. Some people don't agree that you shouldn't talk about it. From experience, that you shouldn't talk about it. Some people agree, like, no, this has to be That's talked about. That's strange that totally you feel like you have this. to. Yeah, it's 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 weird to have the, um, what am I trying to say here, the the confrontationalness to it. But mm. I think for them it's enjoyable. I think well, it's, that could be it. I think we're just poisoned. I, I say this all the time, but I think we're poisoned by propaganda on both sides of the aisle. People are convinced by, you know, the people making the memes and sharing them on Facebook. Like, if you don't argue and go toe-to-toe to people for your beliefs, like, you're not passionate and you're not down for the cause. So you, you know, you're silence actually is, doing Silence right- is no longer a, a valid option. No. According to many people. Mm-hmm. Want to hear a real dumb thing, baby yeah. man, today? Mm-hmm. Super dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, going through TikTok, boom, 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 and then suddenly it was uh, a animated creation of how fast Marvel characters can run. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just struck by how much work went into this, yeah. and what sort of dinks care. And then was I it- was struck by the fact that Thanos, 
who I thought at one point was going to end the universe, mm-hmm. can only run 110 miles an hour. That's wild. And I'm like, so Wheeler could get away from him in his Camaro. It makes him so much less impressive than snapping his fingers and half the universe dies. I thought you were going to say Wheeler could get away from him with his gorilla run. Well, that too. So who was it? Was the, uh, the Flash? Was it America? I didn't stick around long the enough. The Flash is not a DC. Marvel character. No, oh, yeah, sorry. yeah. I was you been a you fool. fast characters. <laughs> Had to have been Cap. Cap's pretty Panther. fast, I think. I didn't think Thanos was fast. The fastest I saw was Thor. And then I stopped watching. Thor. Well, he doesn't With that run. Hammer? He, no, he just was flies run- around. He was running. He was running. Yeah. A land speed. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Mm. With yeah. the hammer. Then they had Batman, who runs like slower than me. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> ten miles an hour. He's just a rich guy in a suit. He's not <laughs> a very heavy suit. He was in the Marvel video. Uh, no, I guess he wasn't on there. <laughs> Might have been a superhero one in general. Could have yeah. been. He's like wheezing. He's like me running. As soon as he starts running, he just starts wheezing. Hawkeye's useless, just walking around. Oh, from the jump. Right? Yes. yes. Stupid bow and arrow. Hawkeye they did a really 16 good... 16 miles per hour. Replace it with 16. a guy who gets you coffee now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Ant-Man. I'm an Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the... It was an SNL sketch where he... They, they're all the... Uh, it was... Uh, uh, what's his name? Jeremy Renner. Renner. And uh, they're doing a Marvel Avengers thing. And he runs out of arrows. He's like, well, I guess that's it, guys. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> I think that was such a funny idea. He's the most mediocre, you know. Yeah. Mediocre character. <laughs> that's a fun one. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. You see, everyone's mad at Univision, uh, the Spanish speaking. Uh, television mm-hmm. network. They have evidently made some sort of deal with Donald Trump and cozied up to him, and they're all Trump, and they're not interviewing anyone but Trump. And the interviews they're doing are very softball-y, like Fox News. And uh, a lot of the former personalities and a lot of Hispanic <laughs> celebrities are basically just saying, like, yeah, you're done. You're you're dead to us. Hmm. Interesting decision to make. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. What's the purpose? What's the What's the end game there? I mean, for Donald Trump, I'm sure it's to get uh, a bigger percentage for of him. Hispanic vote. For Univision, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what the what the long end game is. Univision and Telemundo are separate, right? I I'm pretty sure they're competitors. So does Telemundo benefit from this somehow, or does Univision benefit? They're, they're sure getting a lot it's of ad press. Yeah. Well, good luck with all that. I have one more thought. Can I do it in 40 seconds? Yeah, probably. I love the John Wick movies. John Wick is just a, a an a-hole. Um, so in the first one, of course, he kills 144 people because they killed his dog. I understand being mad, but 144 is a bit asymmetric. And then in the second one, uh, Rachel, I know you've seen this one, when the Italian guy shows up with a marker that got John Wick out of the mafia in the first place, mm-hmm. a blood oath, and John Wick says no, and then everyone's mad at the guy. Yeah, everyone's like, how could you expect him to keep up his end of the blood oath? Exactly. <laughs> he said no to a blood oath and kills another 300 people trying to get out of it. Then killed, then kills the guy. It's I don't to... remember John Wick 2. I'm sorry. He does get in trouble for that, though, at least. Like, at least then people are like, this John Wick guy, he's kind of a pill. <laughs> kind of a pill. <laughs> I always just think of, like, the least important person. Like, in, in the, the beginning of the second one, he's going to get his car, mm-hmm. his friggin' car. And there's some mechanic who's just working for minimum wage and going home to his crappy kids. <laughs> and all of a sudden, John Wick grabs him by the neck and twists his head off. I'm like, 
Well, Mel didn't right? see that coming. That's Aww. not nice. Right. I want to stay in that hotel, though. Oh, yeah. The Continental? Book a room. What is it, like a thousand bucks a night, you think? <laughs> we got to take a break. I don't know. Yeah. You brought up John Wick. It's the only thing I remember is the hotel. Uh, have a good holiday, you guys. See ya. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 